Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. And with me today is Tracy DeLuise and Isabel Zimmerman. We have a really fun conversation about children and their manifestation events and how to allow them to go through those manifestation events without trying to smooth out their path or solve their problems, how you can do this in a more relaxed way as you know that they have their own, own inner selves that are guiding them. And it's really fun for me because I don't have kids, so I have a different perspective. And Tracy and Isabel both have children. And so we'll see what their take is on what Joshua has to say. And uh, it was a lot of fun to record. So, let's, so I think you'll really enjoy this one. Before we start, I want to announce that we have a retreat coming up here in the Joshua House here in North Carolina. It includes your stay. You'll either stay at the bed and breakfast across the street or the bed and breakfast down the street. It's both are phenomenal properties and they're you know, right close to the house and we have people staying in the house as well. So we'll have a lot of events going on at the house that are really fun and really interesting. You'll get to meet a lot of like-minded people. And of course we have Joshua Lives every day. We have group meditations. We'll do breathing sessions and cook dinner together. Uh, it'll be really, really fun. So if you want information on that, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Also, we have a new boot camp coming up in September. So if you'd like information on that, also send me an email. Now, this next boot camp is going to be done totally different than the first nine boot camps. In boot camp 10, we really hit our stride. Joshua really came in strong in boot camp 10. And I'd like to explain all that to you, but I don't have time to do it here. And I need to talk to you specifically because when we get together and talk, I connect to your inner self who connects to my inner self. And then that meeting is specifically for you. It lasts about 30, 45 minutes, and you'll really enjoy it. So don't be afraid to send me an email. We can talk. If it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. It's great. Um, also, please subscribe, like, comment, and review this podcast. Also, share it with your friends, too. That really helps us to bring it to more and more people. And, of course, we have a great Facebook group called the Friends of Joshua. So search for Friends of Joshua in Facebook, and we will let you into that group. And for more information, visit theteachingsofjoshua.com. So enjoy the show and have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable, also known as the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm here with my sidekick, Tracy DeLuise. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Gary. And with Isabel Zimmerman. Hello, Gary. It's so fun that we get to do this all together in one room. I know. So exciting. Super exciting. All right. So today is going to be all about children and their obstacles, which I think is going to be fun to talk to you two because between you, you have like 70 children or something. Yeah. yeah. Your mothers. <laughs> you know all this. That's cool. Experts. So we've got two perspectives, the perspective of someone who has no kids and the perspective of people with kids who've gone through all this stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So it should be fun. Yes. All right. So what do you think about raising kids in 2020 and, you know, all the different things that are available to them that weren't available to us mm -hmm. and all the information that's just out there and all the stuff they can get into and, and, and that life is so much easier really for them than it is for us comparatively, but we had a lot more freedom too. And so we, I remember facing all my obstacles and, you know, in school and high school and stuff. And 
I did on my own, right? Yeah. I had to, no one was there to save me. <laughs> yeah, where we grew up in Connecticut, you know, it's very, very different from, you know, where, where you grew up. And, you know, I'm sure there are people around that are growing up like you now, where, you know, you did it all on your own, you put yourself through college, and you bought your own car, and you paid your own insurance. I mean, these days, like parents do it all. Yeah, got kids. my own job, yeah, got to and from work, you know, um, we had trouble in school, but had to figure it out. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the way I see it, like people all around me, you know, growing up in Connecticut with the kids, is that even still to this day, you know, the parents are doing everything and, you know, guilty as charged myself. I still pay for my kids' cell phone bills and their car insurance and their car. And it's like, you know, when, yeah. when do we stop when, that? You know, when do we make them independent? You know? So I have a different philosophy. I really wanted my child to be dependent on me. I never leave. <laughs> so yeah, she, so she'd never leave. <laughs> yeah, you're incapable of leaving me. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, that means you're going to have to stay forever. Forever exactly. ever. You know, I was thinking like this independence thing. I was just like, I, I don't know. I mean, then she'll leave me. You know, I don't want that. Yeah, we used to live in families in the same house and. You seem to have like more freedom with that. I mean, yeah, you get a lot of triggers and fears, but really I would be okay with it. And of course, because I wanted my child to be dependent on me, of course she wants to be independent. Of course. Probably ah. <laughs> move to Thailand or something. Um, but yeah, but uh, not only did I want her to be uh, dependent on me, Seriously, that is true. And I wanted to go to college with her. But anyway, <laughs> uh, she would say, Mom, you cannot go to college with me. And I said, but Bebe Zimmerman, I'll get an apartment and you can live in the dorm and you're gonna love to come over to the apartment because it'll be clean and smelling pretty and I'll have a white sofa with a little white dog. It'll just be peace and harmony, a and then, little oasis. And then You'll go to class with her. Oh yeah, and I'll be like to her. professors. Yeah, <laughs> embarrassing her. Totally, totally. So of course she doesn't want that. Mm. I know, shocking. I don't know why either. I hope you listeners understand that. But uh, I also very strongly have always told Madeline that I do have a very strong mother bear uh, instinct around her and protecting her. I also feel like I'm a guide. I always say to her, I'm your guide in physical reality. I'm your guide on this earth. Yep. You're going to hear a lot about sex. You come to me, there's a lot of misinformation, you know. <clears throat> and she did have a cell phone very young, and she did uh, go on the internet, and she did have access to a lot of different pieces of information where we didn't have that. And bullying if somebody said something to you mean at school, you had that time to get home and maybe not answer the phone and process it. Right. With our children, something is said you know and, and it's, you know instantly and it's repeated 50,000 times because it's like a wildfire. And so emotionally, I've seen the young ones kind of struggle with that. And, you know, they call me Mama Z and I always, I always counsel them. I always counsel them. I say, it's okay. It's just, I went through something very similar, but I had a longer time to process. 
you have to process it very quickly. But in a sense, you can allow it to just wash over you really fast. Yeah. You don't have to stew in it. You don't have to build up anxiety of what's going to happen the next day and, and let that fear grow. So there's pluses and minuses, but every generation has their own similarities and differences. And I would take every teenager and put them in my pocket. I love teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. But um, yeah, so are they getting to be resilient? I think um, they are. Madeline is 16 years old currently right now. She'll be turning 17 in October. And I see her friends and I am close to Tracy's children also. And I would say their resiliency may not be similar to what we experience, but they have a different maneuvering. I would just say they're like water, you know, that they're different, but they still flow yeah. and they still find paths yeah. and they do find nooks and crannies yeah. to go into. It's just that we don't understand um, sometimes their language, but there's always been a language barrier gap between any generation. Right. Yeah, and they're prepared for now because they're vibrationally ready for what's happening here. Mm -hmm. So it's it's interesting to see. When I was in high school, it was like pretty much if you didn't go to college, you know, it was a problem. Yeah. And here it's like if you go to college like you're expected to, what are you really going to get out of it? It's going to be obsolete by the time you're done. It's Things yes. are moving so quickly. Yes. You can't really plan to have mm -hmm. this job. And, I planned to have a job in marketing and got through the five years of college. And at the end of it, like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I never needed my college at all. Yeah. Because I went into and, business. And that's really common. A lot of people get a college degree and they don't even use their finance degree. Or I graduated with a psych major. I don't, well, maybe I do in every day, but I don't do the practice for money right. for that psych major. Yeah. 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 So, it seems today that if I was going to go out of high school, I would just follow my passion instead of needing some certificate to get some job mm -hmm. and spending that four years. On the other hand, college gave me time to mature, mm -hmm. you know, and also I accomplished something that was really hard to do and mm -hmm. I had to pay for it myself. But, you know, back then it was not expensive. I could be a waiter and pay for everything. Mm -hmm. Now you have to take on debt unless yeah. you get some kind of, assistance yeah. yeah but there's other avenues for college like um in connecticut uh, community college is free so your first two years of 60 credits is free yeah and there's states where college is free i mean if there's a way if there's a will there's a way yeah. i would say mm -hmm. and you can uh also if you're interested in learning there's so much you can learn on youtube well that's the thing that's the thing i would i would think that for me i would get passionate about something and just get into it and learn on YouTube, which is what I did with poker. Mm -hmm. You know, I got all access to all this stuff on YouTube and on the internet, and I devoured it because I was so passionate about it. You couldn't learn that in school, of course. Right. So this was a one of those passions that is not taught in school. Right. But then in school, I learned how to write and, to, and what to read and how to study and how to focus, which was all good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, good and bad and all kinds of things here. 
Yeah. I think the education system is going to change. What about um, promoting your limiting beliefs or, or, or influencing your limiting beliefs on your children? That seems to be like this recurring theme that children adopt limiting beliefs from their parents yes. because the parents want to control them because they feel fear in the behavior or non-behavior of, of children. Yes. And so they try to, to change the children and they have, you know, fostered these limiting beliefs, but yet knowing that the limiting beliefs were part of the trajectory that would lead them wherever they're going to go. Mm -hmm. Of course, though, if you know this stuff, you want to be easy and less controlling as possible mm -hmm. so that because they're going to adopt these limiting beliefs from teachers and friends and society in general. Why does it have to be from the parent as well? So let's see what Joshua says. So maybe you want to read the first paragraph there or the title. Sure. Children and their obstacles. <clears throat> as a parent, you have great love for your children. You want them to live happy and fulfilling lives. However, your approach to manifesting this, de this desire is often based in fear. It's the fear that they may not be happy. In fear, you receive the urges to change conditions. The change in the conditions is an assumption that you, make, you can make their lives better. This is a false premise. Yeah, so obviously they have their inner selves. They're being guided. Mm -hmm. They say, I want to drop out of school, <laughs> you know? And then you're like, no, you can't do that. No way. You're not going to do that. You're going to finish school. Yeah. Of course, you're going to be a failure if you're not. Homeless, right? right. And it's like, it's like making them different than they are so that you can feel better. Mm -hmm. So that negative emotion associated with that limiting belief and the fear goes away by changing the conditions rather than processing the limiting belief. So now as we, as you guys, and, and those of you listening are getting into this information and realizing that, that there's no need to control what's outside of you, that you can work on that limiting belief and process that fear internally, which is why this is a manifestation event for you anyway, mm -hmm. your child doing something, whatever that mm -hmm. is, you yeah. can be so much more easy about it, you know, and discuss it you know, maybe the right idea is to finish high school, but if in your, you're in fear and you act on that urge to make them wrong, yeah. that's not going to lead anyone to any benefit. But if you could settle down, process the limiting belief, get into alignment and then receive inspiration, then you come back and have a conversation. Right. That's exactly. the empowering way to do it. Totally. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Just like what you said, you know, when you're, trying to have a conversation when you're fearful and angry and upset or you're scared, all these, you know, different emotions that you're feeling because your kid says, I want to drop out of school. Oh. Yeah. You're only going to want to change the conditions and make it worse. Right. And right. push them away. Right. And what we're here, like Isabel said, you know, we're here to guide you. I will guide you every step of the way. And the only way to do that is to regain your alignment so that you can have these inspiring ideas of, you know, well, let's discuss this, you know, so if you drop out of school, what will you do? Yeah. You know, will you sit home on the couch or where will you go? Or, you know, and just teach yeah. them, yeah. guide them to see, you know, w w the consequences of their actions. And, but you know. not replace their inner self. Yeah, no, never, self, always. Right? Yeah, saying, okay, yeah, yeah, you can even discuss that. So, so <laughs> were you inspired, are you inspired to Or as an urge school? to drop out of school, right? right? Yeah. As an I mean, inspiration. This, 
or are you just upset and you want to quit? Right, because there's a bully or, you know, you don't like the teacher, whatever the reason is, you know, have a discussion, come to, you know, why. There's always, you know, a yeah. why. Yeah. So that's a cool thing when, the, when we're looking at it now from this perspective, when the child is in some state of fear, they will also receive urges to change the conditions and they'll want to, you know, just avoid that fear or that negative emotion that they're feeling. Right. And take some action on an urge to change the condition. Right. Right. And, and as a parent, you can realize exactly what's happening. Yeah. You say, hold on, hold on. Let's not make any decisions. Let's not take any actions yet. Exactly. Let's, Let's come back into this. alignment. Yeah. And then, and another part of this too, is that while they're receiving inspiration and guidance from their inner selves, their inner selves is also in connection with your inner selves That's right. and inspiring you to do and say things that will benefit them mm -hmm. from alignment though, right. not from Only fear. From yeah. yeah. And that's the most important lesson, life lesson you can teach your children. Yep. How to process their limiting beliefs and <clears throat> understanding, you know, that negative emotion is a guidance system. Yeah. You know, it's nothing to run away from and be fearful of. Yeah. My daughter's not there yet. Yeah. It's, hard for these young kids yeah she's not there yet and she's like mom i know you say everything will work out perfectly and like so she's mad right because she wants she's feeling very negative and she wants it to go away mm -hmm. and she's very impatient mm -hmm. my daughter's very impatient and i can see her theme in life and i can see her soul work and soul growth you know and allowing her to be in fear because of course it triggers my fear right like naturally like oh <laughs> okay okay <laughs> okay okay you know but and she's very um she can go into extreme sadness my daughter and trusting in her well-being and trusting in her guides and trusting in her inner being and allowing her to discover who she is and allowing her to make mistakes it's a balance. I'm not saying I'm super great at it. <laughs> but, you know, I give it a whirl. Yeah, well, that's, well, that's the best we can do, you know? And the worst thing to do is to be hard on yourself, you know? And yeah. saying, oh, I'm a terrible parent. I can't believe I did that. No, no, we've, you know. We're all perfect. Just keep trying. You know? Yeah. Well, my observation of you with Maddie is that you're very calm. Both yeah. of you are. And very patient. Like, I wouldn't be patient. <laughs> it's not easy. I can't it's imagine. not easy. I exactly. <laughs> like um, when when uh, your daughter called and said that she got a ticket for something, and I chimed in with some sarcastic comment, and you're like, "That's not helping." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. My daughter got a parking ticket, and she called like sobbing and crying. She goes, "But mom, you said the angels were going to give a parking ticket." I said, Pepe Zimmerman, you cannot predict the future. In that moment, you were not getting a parking ticket, right? I said, things change. It's in flux. Energy is in flux. It's always moving. It's always moving. And I said, it's just a parking ticket. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, cried and sobbed. And, and I'm like, I know. I know you want to go to the beach. I understand. Five, a ten years A parking now. lot <laughs> yeah. does make sense why you why you can't park in a school parking lot that is empty 
is beyond me. But again. <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't go to the beach. There's yeah. something we can't see, right? All right, let's go to the next paragraph. Okay. You are the sole creator of your experience of life. No one can create in your reality. Others can and often do influence you, but ultimately you are the creator of every aspect of your reality. This is true of all people, including your children. You have an inner guidance system. The universe is always working to bring you everything you need to explore reality as you intended. It is bringing you all the experiences you need to conduct whatever exploration you choose. The universe works for you and everyone else simultaneously. That includes your children as well. Yeah, so that's just a reminder that they have their own inner self mm -hmm. and that they're getting guidance and they're getting inspiration and they have a set of pre-birth intentions that are being carried out, right? They're manifesting. And so we have to trust in this whole process and not try and jump in and try to control things. I agree and I can tell you, um... Ken, her dad, is more controlling, and I'm very allowing. And I always tell her, um, I want you to explore. I want you to play. And she, um, we're in, right now, she's in relationships and boys. And seeing her getting crushed when the guy doesn't call her back, or doesn't text, or now it's all Snapchat, guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. everything's Snapchat. It's all Snapchat. In, to, to help her navigate, and I'm like, look, any beginning relationship has their ups and downs. Because you feel so insecure in that very new stage of that relationship. Like, do they like me? Do they like me? Or do they still like me? Do they still like me? Do, you know, you just want like, all this reassurance. And it's hard for her to navigate. And she goes, mom, this is so draining. And she's sobbing. And, and I'm like, everyone has to kind of go through this. It's just so interesting. You yeah. see patterns in human conditioning. You have to go through heartbreak. Not have to, but most, most people go through a heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, what I think is interesting is the yin yang of the parents. Mm -hmm. So very rarely do you see the parents both have the same style. Right. right. So you have, in this case, one that's allowing, yes. which is great, and one that is controlling, which which now you, it makes like this balance mm -hmm. that turns out to be perfect. Yeah. Yes, it is, because she does like um, the rules from her dad and the curfew and, mm. and things like that. Yeah. She, you know, she does think I'm too loosey-goosey. Yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> right? <laughs> You yeah. would think a kid would want no rules and don't tell me what to do and yeah. I want to do it all on my own. And, yeah. 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 And but I no, just they... tell her, I'm like, look, I'm loosey-goosey until I think you're unsafe. Right. And then watch out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, exactly. So you have this um, way of being with her. When she was born, did she have come in with a personality? Oh, my gosh. That little baby Zimmerman. Oh my goodness. She was um, hours old and she was just looking around at everything. And I thought, oh, that's curious. And then I looked at other babies because I was in the hospital. 
I was just checking them out and I see them all sleeping. And I look at mine and I went, hmm, okay, all right, you know, schedule so different, all right. And then she was up for nine hours straight and I went, is that normal? Cause like, you're such a new parent, you have no idea, right? And I'm like, wow, nine hours straight. And it wasn't until I went to sleep, that's when she slept. Mm. And it has been like that ever since, 16 wow. years later. She will not miss a thing. Everyone else has to be asleep in the house and then she'll go to sleep. I would have to nap with her. I would have, she would be like, mama's up, I'm up. <laughs> I'm not missing out on And this. that was like, you know, the first few days of her existence. She, she had that. Right. Right away. Yeah. yeah. And what about your kids? I think, yeah, totally. They're born with a personality. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're so different. There's three of them. Yes. And they're all so different. Oh, yeah. It's not, yeah. Every what? single one, one of them is super unique, yeah. you know? And yeah, there's, the personalities are definitely unique and different, even though they have the same mom and dad. Yeah. yeah. And all right. Okay. Read the next? Yeah. Sure. Okay. When you encounter a manifestation event, it is for you. The event will cause you to expand. It will allow you to see yourself and your world from a new perspective. These events are designed to allow you to move toward the life you intended to, to, intended to live prior to your birth. Manifestation events point to specific beliefs, either limiting or beneficial. They shape your perception of yourself and your reality. They are wonderful gifts sent to you specifically from a loving and supportive universe. You very much want to experience these events, some of which you perceive as obstacles. If someone was to clear the obstacle for you, you would not benefit from the experience of overcoming the obstacle. This experience is vital to your vibrational growth and expansion. You would never truly want anyone to remove your obstacles because it would remove opportunities to expand. As yep. Isabel says, don't take their candy away. Let them have their candy, you know? What, whatever it is that's going on, you know, you want that experience. So that's a manifestation event is their candy. Yes. Right. Yeah, there's their candy. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes in gumdrops and licorice and Snickers and Kit Kats. And, and all kinds of sour stuff. Sour worms, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All the variety of fear is really their candy because there is no fear on the other side. Right. And I've been counseled by the non-physical a lot around this, a lot. And, you know, they're like, do you want to take away their candy? And that was like the perfect language for me. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, take away their candy. Yeah, they, no might. Way. they might get cavities. <laughs> so you so, don't want to save them, you yeah. know, when they're having an experience and it seems you know, it's perceived as bad or horrible or yeah. scary, you know, instinctively parents want to stop it right there. They yeah. do not it's want their so children strong. yeah, oh my gosh, to, it's so strong. to feel negative emotion. You know, they all want them to be happy all the time, running around. And you know? I think we're conditioned when they're babies, yeah. you know, because as soon as they cry, you, mm. you attend to that child. Right. Right. Yeah. And then you hear other parents are like, oh, let your baby cry. Let them cry. Right. Not well. Said, I don't know who you think you are, but Isabel is not going to do that. They're right. That's right. That baby's not going to cry on my mm -hmm. watch. You know. Mm -hmm. I mean, if she fell and she cried a little bit, but yeah, no, it's interesting. 
And even the dog has trained me, so I'm very good at this. <laughs> I've got a friend who's got an eight-year-old, and the he was bullied, so he comes home and tells the parents he was bullied at school or something happened, oh. you know, who knows what it was, right? And so they immediately jump into action. Mm -hmm. They have a meeting with the principal and the teacher involved yeah. and the vice principal. So there's six of them there. Yeah. They name the kid. The kid gets brought in in this tribunal and the kid gets put in front, eight-year-old kid gets put in front of all these people and basically told that you're a complete jerk, you know, yeah. and you're wrong yeah. and you're bad and all yeah. this, yeah. right? So that, if that happened when I was in school, you would learn how to deal with bullies. Mm -hmm. You'd learn how to stand up for yourself or not. You'd have a manifestation event and you would grow through that process. Well, that probably doesn't happen as often anymore. It's right. The, the parents step in, they deal with, and maybe that's good. It's Who very knows, different, but, right? But it's, it's like, as soon as a problem happens, let's get everyone involved and fix this problem that obviously isn't really a problem. Yeah, and, and listen, I'm a people pleaser reformer, reform people pleaser <laughs> and uh, fixer. And I can tell you, it is very hard for me not to fix it. Like I literally have to sit on my hands. Well, our parents would have fixed it, but they just didn't know or they didn't care. Or they mm -hmm. said that's, maybe they said something like, my dad, I could see him saying something like, yeah, you gotta deal with this on your own. You've gotta figure this out because yeah, I, I can't fix that for you. Yeah, so back in the day, pre, you know, cyber and internet and phones and cells and all that kids, you know, uh, I could just imagine, you know, the kid comes home from school, dad, I was bullied. All right, son, let's go. I'm going to teach you how to stick up for yourself. Yeah. You know, you go in the backyard and he teaches you how to defend yourself, you know, yeah. fight. Nowadays, yeah. you know, it's the school gets involved. The parents get involved. Everyone is involved. Yep. Maybe the police are involved. Yeah. Now you've got lawyers. This, yeah. I mean, that's the way it goes because there is cyberbullying. Now, now, you could say that example is a big event, right? Because, you know, you want to nip that bullying attitude in the butt. So fine. But it's with all these little things, with all these hurtful comments or misperceived things. Mm -hmm. And so you have a 20-year-old group of people who are in their 20s who are involved in this cancel culture. As soon as someone says anything offensive, they go out of their way to try and get that person canceled. You know. I agree with you. Because and it hurts their feelings. It hurts their feelings. Now, Madeline and I will have conversations and I'll say, usually when somebody says something very hurtful so she she was called a slut and and, and bullied melon has been bullied several times in her life and i would say to her whoever is hurling those insults are you at you is what she feels about herself and so it was a good friend you probably know her tracy but anyways it was a good friend of hers that turned on her and was really really mean to madeline and like some of the things that she said i was just like Oof. And it was around sex and it was around her breasts and it was around her nose and Madeline wanted a nose job and just, you know, destroying, attacking her. And I said, I'm so sorry she did this to you, baby. I'm so sorry she was your friend that turned on you. But somebody who says that is not saying it out of love. That is fear-based. That is really she doesn't feel good and i said does she have boy issues what what does she think of her body and so i was able to show her the mirror right that she 
I didn't say that Madeline had the vibration to attract it because right. she would have like rolled her eyes at me. Yeah. But I was <laughs> I was able to say at least the mirror yeah. around it that when somebody, you know, calls you fat or ugly, that's how they feel around themselves. And then I said, just listen to the lunchroom, listen to your other friends. Right. You know their insecurities. See how see what they say to other people. And then she she got that pattern. She was able to say, oh, yeah, you, you know what, Mom? You're right. And she had a manifestation event because she felt negative emotion on hearing yes. those comments. So those were limiting beliefs that she had, which yes. everyone has about Everything. how they look, yep. and especially in high school. And in order to become who you intended to be, okay. that's a limiting belief that mm -hmm. needs to be processed. And this mm -hmm. is the beginning parts of it, you know? Yes, it's yeah. the beginning. And not to have shame around sex, not to have shame around your body. Right. Um, she did a, a beautiful Instagram post and she painted herself um, with paint. And she said, I may have, because my daughter cuts, and she's like, I may have scars, but I'm still beautiful. And so she was definitely empowered by her pain. And yeah, I mean, I can gush around Madeline, so I'll just stop talking about her. But um, it is interesting to see see the soul growth, whether it's your child or another human being, they have to go through those experiences. Nothing, the unwanted is really wanted. Pain is wanted. I know it's counterintuitive, but it is. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Okay. You came to this environment of physical reality to expand through the experience of manifestation events. This is the primary purpose of reality. To remove your obstacles would be to divide to defy the purpose of physical reality. When you smooth out a manifestation event for anyone else, you do them no disservice. You do them a disservice. You do not help them. You delay their growth. If you understood the purpose of manifestation events, you would happily allow everyone else to encounter and move through their obstacles to attain higher perspectives and a new vibration of creation. So yeah, I was, talking about, you know, like with Madeline and that situation. So wouldn't it be wonderful if we taught our children, even from a young age, I mean, it doesn't matter where they are now, where, however old they are, I'm trying to teach my kids right now how to process those limiting beliefs, because mm -hmm. that is the number one thing. So, you know, you sit down, you know, ex Madeline as the example, this girl saying, oh, you're a slut, you have a big nose and you're ugly and all this stuff. Sit down, take a piece of paper, write down, hmm, I'm not ugly. Look at my gorgeous hair. Look at all these comments I get from all these mm -hmm. people. My mommy tells me I'm beautiful all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't have a big nose, you know? Right. Proving that belief wrong, you know? Right. And I'm a slut. Slut? I'm not a slut, you know? And right. what 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 is a slut? And, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, and just processing all those limited beliefs. And then that's empowering as well. Yeah, and it helps them move through that. And Alyssa, when Alyssa was here visiting and we were in your backyard and we did yes. a little tapping. Yes. Because Alyssa is anxious. She she overthinks. Overthinks the future, worries about yeah. it, gets afraid, you know, that is he gonna break up with me? Alyssa's my daughter and you know, her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yes. What, wouldn't it be cool if they taught meditation in like fifth grade? Yes. Or preschool or something? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they create preschool. a school that, yeah. yeah. 
There's like that one class meditation. a day, you just meditate for that class. Yeah. You know, for yeah. 15 minutes in that class. Totally. Right. Yeah. And then the next class. And then is... you learn about spirituality. <laughs> yes. Let's create a school. You learn about manifestation events. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's interesting because um, our children. How, how old is your youngest? Um, uh, Lily, it's Lily. She's, she's 18 or 19, yeah. yeah. 19. First year in college. And I wonder if that's the age, you know? Like yes. that's the, the awareness. Yeah. They have I to think it that could turmoil. go earlier. I think it could definitely sure. go earlier. I think it could go earlier. Imagine if you had, they come into first grade, you've got a meditation time, you've got mm -hmm. learning that we're all connected, yeah. <clears throat> learning about, you know, and then you yeah. go on in high school, you learn about manifestation events. I mean, if you were starting that at first grade, yeah, yes. you would learn everything we know by third grade. Yeah, and you'd have all, all this other information that we don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you'd be so powerful, and you'd be yeah. bringing it forward. Yeah. yeah, for sure. To learn what the non-physical is, yeah. to learn who you truly are, to learn about pre-birth intentions. Yeah, to learn about alignment and that alignment and yeah. inspiration and urges. Yeah. Well, there's still so many humans out there that don't believe they have a soul. Oh, well, you know, it's even even their idea of what a soul is isn't mm -hmm. accurate, mm -hmm. you know. So Shashra says, there's really just a few thousand of you who are aware of this information right now. But more are coming like crazy. More are coming. Yeah. I feel it too. Yeah. Me too. So many more people listening to this podcast and to Joshua Live, mm -hmm. you know. Yes. So it's pretty cool. It's really growing fast. And to think when I started in, say, 2010, yeah. there was... You know, no one I knew at all. I didn't know anything other than the secret in Abraham Hicks, and now it's sort of blossomed. You know, yeah. when you think of all the channels we know and all the people who are channeling themselves and who are or in great communication with their inner selves, mm -hmm. and it's all manifesting in all kinds of different areas like UHHT yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, so it's interesting. Neat. You know, so I think it's getting bigger and bigger. But imagine. Yeah, just teaching that. Yeah. yeah, I think we will get. Oh, that. sure, I think so too. We'll get that yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. You cannot know what another person intended to explore in this life. You have your pre-birth intentions, and so do they. There is nothing wrong with wait wanting people to have a wonderful life, but the creation of that life comes from the experience of many, many manifestation events. With each event they move through, they expand. They become more of a vibrational match to their true desires. Sometimes they will go willingly, but sometimes they expand in suffering. That is their choice, not yours. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's hard for parents. Well, how about this? <laughs> so you have a child, and Joshua says the whole time, once that child's born, you've done your job, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. The, you are the portal. That's it. Reality. You're just a portal. Yeah, <laughs> People are. are like, no, 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 no. That's one thing I cannot agree on with Joshua. <laughs> but um, so who you attract as a child, there's so many layers in there because you're eternally connected. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and they came to see some, to experience something that you are going to help them provide. Mm -hmm. That's part of your pre-birth agreements. Yes. Right. Yeah. And and so they may come to explore, you know, all kinds of things that yeah. you wouldn't want to explore, and especially for them. And they may be very powerful spiritual beings too, because if they're coming through 
you guys who are powerful yes. spiritual beings and you are your parents who are listening to this it's think of the entity that wants to come through they want to choose their parents who are spiritually aware yeah and then get that guidance as kids so that they can go on to do whatever maybe great spiritual things mm -hmm. i see a lot of people in the joshua community with children who are obviously highly spiritual Sun. yeah you know yeah, yeah. Was first. Madeline, <clears throat> before even um really became awakened Madeline was seeing uh children as ghosts and we took a photo in our mirror she goes mom that's sarah i was telling you wow and so she was very spiritual and when she was very little she's like mom i think i was a little boy in thailand this is my favorite subject. There is a researcher in the University of Arizona. It's on 60 Minutes, and he's done, you know, hundreds of thousands of studies about children who remember their prior mm -hmm. lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he's verified a couple thousand of them. Yeah. With they can name where they were, who they were, who yes. they're related to, yes. what they did. Yeah. And the famous one was the kid who knew he was a uh, pilot in World War II, yeah. knew how he got shot down knew what kind of plane it was, knew the name of the, uh, of the ship, yes. knew his best friend, knew his sister, and knew a toy that he had in his uh, locker that yes. they found when they interviewed the sister who's still alive. Yeah. 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 I know. I know. <laughs> yep. It's incredible. incredible. is true, guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you didn't know. <laughs> All right. Why would you want to help others avoid their manifestation events? Because when you perceive that something wrong is happening to another, you drop into a lower emotional state of being and you connect to the stream of consciousness based in fear. In that stream, you receive urges to change the conditions. These urges, if acted on, will alter your experience and the experience of the other people involved. This is not bad or wrong. It's simply ineffective and limiting. It limits you from living the life you intended to live and from being the person you intended to be. Yeah, it's not aligned with who you truly I didn't are. Catch that. <laughs> <laughs> that was Siri. Siri. Siri joined the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So if you can imagine yourself in the non physical, you are a pure positive being of love and acceptance. Acceptance being the key word here. You allow everyone to go through what they're going through. And so if you think of your inner self, who's guiding you, the inner self doesn't care if you act on an urge or mm -hmm. get into a manifestation event or, you know, have a fight with somebody because that's part of the process of discovering your limiting beliefs. And that's mm -hmm. what you're here to do to expand through that. And that expansion is what expands all that is. So it's, it's so from that higher perspective, all of this stuff is perfect. From our limited perspective, we say, no, we got to save that person. That's we got to help these people. Yeah. And so you do that. And what you're doing is you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you because you don't feel good. Right. Because you're, you're trying to solve that problem. You're perceiving it as wrong and bad. Right. Yeah, that's wrong. That's bad. I have to do something. We got to change this. And so we see people now who have a lot of time on their hands and they are voicing their opinions about what they think is wrong mm -hmm. on all kinds of subjects. And they don't realize that they're just attracting more of what they do not want. They're attracting, attracting, attracting. And so they see more feedback of other people who disagree, you know, and they're getting in these fights about things that do not matter for them personally. That is 
What most people are doing is looking in the direction of what they do not prefer and trying to control it. And what we're doing is looking in the, in the direction of what we prefer, what we're passionate about, what we appreciate and love, and bringing more of that in. Yes. That's what the law of attraction is. That's right. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Okay. You want to solve the problems of your child, not for them, but for you, like you were just saying. You feel negative emotion and it does not feel good. You want to change the conditions in order to feel better. So you fix a problem for someone else. This gives you a feeling of relief, but it is temporary and fleeting. It does no good for the person who needs the experience. It causes them to look to you to solve problems. But what happens when you are not there? When children face and overcome their own obstacles, they expand and build confidence. They use their own inner guidance. They move closer to becoming who they truly are. They reach new perspectives and expand as intended. If you step in to smooth out their manifestation events, they stagnate and develop limiting beliefs. They lose touch with their own worthiness. This is not bad or wrong. It's just not what you or they intended. So yeah, I have a great example. I remember hearing a story about this guy. Um, you know, he grew up with two parents who, you know, did everything for him, you know, spoiled as we call it, right? We label them as spoiled, literally. Anytime he got in trouble, they would get him out, get a red light ticket, don't worry, I'll pay to do this, you get in trouble with at school, whatever it was, his entire life was his parents always, you know, bailing him out. So now he grows up, he's a, a man, he owns his own business with a partner. And um, he didn't like what was going on. The partner in him had started, you know, getting into arguments and stuff. And he was like, this is not working and blah, 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 whatever. So what does he do? He kills oh. his partner. Mm. Whoa. Kills his partner. He's got life insurance. I guess it probably, the, there was probably money issues. Maybe the business wasn't doing well and they started fighting. So the guy figures, oh, I'll just, kills him, get, gets in jail. You know, obviously they find him guilty. He goes to jail and he's sitting in jail waiting and wondering when am I, when's daddy going to let, get me out? When's mommy and dad, why am I here? Yeah. Why are they not bailing me out? Yeah. Wow. Well, you see this in rich kids all the time. Yeah. It's the curse really is to be born into a rich family because they'll take care of you and do everything, you do everything yeah. for you. Yeah. Because it's easy for them mm -hmm. because they have the money. So it's easy for those parents to, you know, just to control the situation. Control they have, it. They and have the money they, to control it. Right. They don't want to feel fear. So they're like, oh, okay, I'll save you. I'll save you. You know, yeah. so it's always that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Much easier for them as opposed. So at, these kids ha get no life, life lessons because they're always saved as opposed to, you know. They get them. They just get them later in life. Yeah. And then they don't really harder. have the tools. It's harder. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. But it is curious why the parents didn't save them. What, to get out of jail? Yeah. What were they going to do? Murderer. He's a murderer. There's, there's no, <laughs> there's no saving you. You found guilty of murder. It's like, I don't yeah. care what, how much money the parents have. Yeah. The judge is going to say, oh, no, I don't think we're going to let the murderer out. <laughs> he'll just, he'll just stay in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want your children to have these lessons and especially from a young age, let them have the little lessons and let them learn how to use their own guidance system and, you know, experience everything yeah. it's just you know at, up into the point you know where, where it's not safe now, obviously now there is a obviously place. a point here where 
these people came in to experience something. Well, yeah. And so they are going to experience it one way or the other. Right. Joshua's just saying here, from your perspective, you're going to enjoy parenting so much more if you're not controlling everything. Right. 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 And then, you, right. then they're going to get the same feedback from teachers and society and friends and controlling stuff and, and adopt these limiting beliefs. But you don't have to be the one that is, is making them wrong. And so that, that, like the way you guys are with your kids, is that you allow them enough leeway to, to do what they need to do. You help them when they need it. Right. But you're not controlling it all. Right. And so you have amazing relationships. Mm -hmm. you know? You're not yeah. making them wrong all the time. Exactly. Know? And mm -hmm. it's, uh, I can definitely um, vouch for that, that you know, if you live this way, you know, this new approach to life with your children, it will be better because, you know, I found these teachings when my kids were teenagers. So, you know, I raised them and I was pretty allowing or at least accepting, but I wasn't, you know, I'm much better now. But the point yeah. is that, so I've had, I had years of raising them without, you know, this yeah, new approach, right? Mm -hmm. And now that we know this stuff, we know how to process limiting beliefs. We know that, you know, it's, it's, all these things that are you know, it's less stressful i would have to so say. much it's easier to raise them stressful. well yeah. you can compare how you react to how the fathers react yeah that's right? true yeah because yeah. we have both yeah yeah we're yeah. allowing with our children and the fathers are a lot less allowing you know and fearful more fearful but yeah like gary said it is a much better way to I'm like best friends with all of my kids. I love them so much and I'm here to guide them and show them. And I'm mm -hmm. so super relaxed because, you know, I know, I know these teachings you know and I know, I know exactly what's happening. And I discuss with them instead of yep. trying to tell them, you can't do that. Are you crazy? That's no, what are you crazy? You know, no, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. So interesting that you want to do that. Why would you, you know, yeah. you using this, this new approach, right? Uh, Right. Yeah. Showing so, new perspectives and tell, instead of telling them what to do. Exactly. Yes. Well, and teaching them critical thinking. Mm -hmm. Critical thinking is so important, but critical thinking can also be going within, can be... Well, you can't yeah. think critically unless you're in alignment. Yeah. Because you will just, in fear, you just can't really have yeah. those thoughts that are, no, that are clear. Right. Yeah. Foggy, constricting. And I just wanted to let you know, like the passage that Tracy just read, I have been taught that by so many non-physical entities, like over and over and over. Do not fix a problem for someone else. You're taking away their candy. You're only fixing it because you're afraid. Right. I'm afraid. This is my fear. When I see somebody in fear, it puts me in fear. Right. When you're happy, I'm happy. And that is very hard to undo. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's this old approach to life that says, as long as the conditions are good, then I feel good. Mm -hmm. But if the conditions aren't good, the people aren't good, then I have mm -hmm. to control them because that's the only way I can feel good. I feel good by what's outside of me, but what's outside of you is just a reflection of you anyway. And yes. so if you have limiting beliefs, you're gonna have a manifestation of that yes. unless you process this ahead of time. And that's why people have the same patterns. I don't know if um, you know totally. somebody that dates the same type of guy oh, absolutely. or has the same type of job, the same uh, issues at the job, I would say, not the same type of job, but the, it, you know, same kind of manager, the same, 
the same issues because they are not taught to resolve their limiting their, beliefs. Their limiting beliefs. Yeah. Right. Just, and I, you know, when I first uh, discovered um, Joshua, I was just like, I never examined my beliefs. I didn't know that that was the thing. Pos it was even possible. It didn't even occur to me. And right? now it's so obvious. It's okay, so I have a set obvious. of beliefs. Some are limiting, some are empowering. Mm -hmm. What do we do? We reduce the intensity of limiting beliefs. And it's nice to know, too, that once you adopt a limiting belief, you cannot get rid of it. This is the law of attraction. Once you've attracted something, it's with you always. But what you can do is reduce its intensity. Yes. And when you shift that set of beliefs from, from limiting to empowering, just even a couple percentage points, your life radically changes. Yes. You know, and how you feel in life yes. radically yes. changes. Yes, yeah. I agree. All right, so the next one. <clears throat> if you want to serve your children who happen to exist at a higher vibration than you, you must allow them to face their obstacles on their own. This is not cruelty, it's love and acceptance. You express your love by having faith that they will receive everything they need, including expansive obstacles for them to overcome. In fear, you seek to solve problems and change conditions and you will receive urges to remove their obstacles. The very thing that will move them forward to the life they intended to live will be taken from them. Those same obstacles will reappear at other times and so there is no wrong in any of it. However, it's the premise that you have helped them that is in direct opposition to how the laws of the universe work. You have stepped in to act in order to solve a problem, but the problem never existed in the first place. It was an illusion. See through the illusion of wrong and allow your children the growth they deserve. So there's a couple of things in there, but that whole idea is that when you act, when you think something is wrong, mm -hmm. you aren't doing anything. You're just, if, if the thing was never wrong, if it was an illusion and you take some action against that illusion, it's like fighting, you know, fighting a movie, you know, <laughs> changing the movie because you don't like yeah. the ending of the movie or the, yeah. like the, yeah. something's having the movie, right? Yeah. And that they're, if they don't face that manifestation event now, they're going to face it later. That's right. And generally speaking, manifestation events get more intense the more you push them away mm -hmm. because they need to capture your attention. The manifestation verse event first starts as a resistant thought. Mm -hmm. And in that resistant thought, you have an opportunity to address it and to prove that the, that thought, which was caused by a limiting belief or attracted by a limiting belief, is not true, right? The limiting belief is not true. Now, if you ignore it, or if you believe it, right, then it will show up in your reality in some minor form. Just like a little comment from this one or a little thing, no big deal. You ignore that, call that person wrong, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it turns into a fight, a firing from your job, a car crash, or a chronic physical condition. And this is true for all humans. So put on your listening ears. <laughs> this is true for all humans. Not just children. That's no right. one escapes this. Again, <laughs> listening ears, no one escapes this. So process your limiting beliefs. Allow your children to go through fear. You always, always, always have to cross through fear to expand. 
welcome to the system. Well, it's interesting too because <laughs> because by processing your limiting beliefs, the, the limiting belief in and of itself is not wrong or bad. It's no. just limiting. Just energy. Which means that when you get into alignment and you get an inspiring idea that will move you forward on your journey of self-discovery, mm -hmm. you will also bump up against a limiting belief or many. And that will pull up fear at the time of taking action. And if you don't take the action, well, you're not gonna manifest this thing you want. And that's why it's limiting. It limits you from taking action because the fear is too intense. When you process your limiting beliefs, the fear associated with that limiting belief is less intense and it's easier to push past it. Yeah, and I just wanna tell you, I've really uh, learned how to process my fears and limiting beliefs. And I am so grateful. I really am because it has opened so much possibilities and expansion and it's exhilarating and it's great. Yeah, you're living a different life now yes. than just a few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, uh, I really encourage everyone All to of do us are. the yeah. Jedi work, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, in the boot camp, we start doing manifestation event homework on week two. It doesn't start week one, right? Because everyone has to get up to speed. Yeah. When it starts week two, then people go, oh, I have all these manifestation events, oh, manifestation events. And it's like, yeah, they're going to come now in week two. And then week three, they get really intense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then week four, it's like, why is it the same thing? Why is yeah. the same thing happening? Because this is the thing you need to get over now. Yeah. And, then go, and you see all the... All, Imagine there's 10 different manifestation events around one thing, mm -hmm. one limiting belief. It's 10 different perspectives on that same limiting belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right, do we have another paragraph? No, that's Oh, sad. you're supposed to end with, with our love, we are Josh. You wouldn't let me, cut me <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for With being our here. love, we are Joshua. Thank you, that was a fun conversation. That was. It's probably my favorite subject because I'm not, attached to the subject because I don't have children, you know, yeah. so I like this idea. But um, if you would like more Joshua, please visit the teachings of Joshua. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and to our other podcast, which is Joshua Live. And you should join our Friends of Joshua Facebook group. So just type in Friends of Joshua in Facebook in the search and we'll let you into that. It's very cool. A lot of stuff goes on there. And uh, Joshua Teachings on Instagram. Yep. yep, and YouTube. YouTube. YouTube, you can see all the videos there. And if you're interested in learning about the next boot camp, which is coming up in September, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. September we'll, 2020. September 2020, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, all, thanks YouTube for being here. Of course. It was awesome. You're welcome. Nice that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, this was fun. <laughs> And everyone else, have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.